0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the Misaligned Podcast. I'm here today with my co-hosts Ashley and Caitlin, all three of us yet again. We Woo! <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the interview episode we debuted last week. We're hoping to get some more of those out to you. It likely won't be on a regular basis, but we're going to try and have them here and there as extra content for you guys since we only do the show every other week. So today we're going to start off with some releases that will be coming out this Friday, October 30th. And one of the first ones we're going to talk about is the new Beach Slang record. Ashley, are you a Beach Slang fan?
1: I saw them open... oh God, now I can't remember who it was. Of course, as soon as I hit record, this just <laughs> vacates my brain. I saw them open for someone. It might have been Modern Baseball, actually. Um, last fall in Syracuse, they came up and played this tiny little venue and they were like fucking owning it. It was a Sunday night, so the crowd was okay, but they were super into it. And I haven't listened to the record in full, but what I've heard, I've really enjoyed so far.
0: Yeah. I listened to, I think about half of it since it's on NPR streaming right now and it's the first time I've really, like, sat down and listened to them. I had heard some of their singles from their previous EPs and stuff, and I kind of mm-hmm. like how, like, gritty it is and how the singer's voice is raspy and really fits that style.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Joyce Manor a little bit.
0: Yeah. Caitlin, are you a fan of Beachling, or is yeah, this not really uh, your I- thing? I'm not.
2: I'm really not. Um, I've, I haven't seen them live, though, so that may sway me if that does ever happen. The only I what I've heard, I just... Something about the dude's voice, I don't know, it just like does not rub me right. I have friends who are obsessed with them and I don't know. I just I can't get into it. I don't know what it is. I, maybe I just I would like to see them live. I yeah. think maybe that, that would help just based on what I've heard. So unfortunately I probably will not be giving this a listen.
1: I feel the same way Caitlin does about beach slang, but for foxing, because I want to like them yeah. and I think their music is really well put together, it's well crafted. It just mm-hmm. like something about it just doesn't do it for me which sucks cuz I think they're super talented. I just can't I'm not like, "Yo, let's listen to Foxing." I yeah, yeah, I I the
2: same <laughs> way cuz I think their music is really it's beautiful music and it's mm-hmm. the I've seen them a couple times live and their live show is just awesome. They have a great stage presence. They and uh, the last time I saw them they were opening for Brand New. Um, and everybody in the crowd was really impressed, which is rare with an opening band. And I don't know, they just have a really good stage presence. So I, I probably do need to see Beach Sling live. Maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I actually haven't seen
0: either of these bands live, but just giving their music a listen finally, after people have been talking about them so much, I do understand what like all of the hype has been about. But for me, Foxing, I really enjoyed listening to that one, but I feel like it's something I'd have to be in the mood to listen to.
1: Yep. I feel you yep. It's not
0: just something I could just be like Oh my
2: god I need to play this on repeat all day Right <laughs> yeah And it's it's kind of interesting um, For the, the audience is so varied For Foxing too Because I first found out about them on Tumblr and obviously that's a lot of like younger kids and stuff. And then I also see um, Tom Mullen from Washed Up Emo, you know, pushing them on Facebook and saying, you know, like pretend it's 1997 when you listen to this. And when I do <laughs> listen to it, it, it is it's kind of that like mineral vibe, like old emo band kind of thing where it's not the emo that we think of now, but it's that kind of first wave emo. So it's it's surprising to me the kind of audience they have. Because of the kind of music it is, like it doesn't, the two don't add up. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's very interesting. So it'll be obviously their this newer record, this new record has had way more exposure on lots of different platforms. So I'm thinking maybe their audience will change um, as they continue to get this big exposure.
1: That's something I would like to touch upon super yeah. quick because I they debuted Foxing debuted singles on Wired. And on mm-hmm. wall street journal and i was actually talking um we have a slack chat for off the record and we we're talking in slack like oh wow like they just debuted a single on wall street journal like foxing really and yeah i do a lot of digital publicity like for my actual real adult job so <laughs> trying to trying to kind of see it from both ends was really interesting because on one hand i'm like Holy shit, like whoever got that placement that's amazing. Wall Street Journal gets tons and tons of views every day. And like that's awesome. So like what I'm what I'm thinking in my head is how this'll look in like, you know, an end of month report. Like, we got you this placement and this mm-hmm. placement is on this website, which gets X amount of views. And like right. from a numbers standpoint, I was really impressed. And then we we're kind of discussing it like yeah, but Wall Street Journal, like... It's well, not and like they're that known,
2: is... they're very well known for being, like, very conservatively biased, um, and have, like, a lot of, you know, have a lot more male writers than female writers, and a lot of mm-hmm. minorities are really underrepresented on their page, and so that that was what was most surprising to me, is when I, you know, just based on what I know about the Wall Street Journal, that a band like them, who's known for being very openly liberal and, you know, outspoken about that, would agree to work with a company or a website that's known kind of for being a little bit shitty sometimes. Yeah. So and that, that was really surprising to me.
0: When most people hear wall street journal, you know, they automatically think, Oh, stock market business. this, Right. This, yeah. this, that. And then you that see yeah. that they like have a little like secret music column that not a yeah. lot of people know about, or like a yeah. culture column. And
2: they're, they're trying really, really hard to like move more towards like technology and get more known for, you know, I guess being relevant now yeah. <laughs> because for a lot of people who are online and because like my grandfather still gets the Wall Street Journal paper edition you know so he's not he's not their target audience and now they have kind of this younger I guess group of people they're trying to reach who may or may not care that much about the stock market although yeah. they should it's really when important I,
1: but when I think about Wall Street Journal like I mean I pictured you know Wall Street and news and stocks and stuff and I do know, like, the journal has kind of more of an arts spin on it, but we were discussing, like, okay, so people are going to go click on this link because Foxing's going to post it and their label's going to post it and, you know, everyone on, like, Team Foxing, basically, is going to post yeah. about it. So you're going to get all the Foxing fans to go onto Wall Street Journal and check out the stream, but the people who are scrolling through Wall Street Journal, just, like, to begin with, like, yeah, like I agree, they are trying to reach a different... I wouldn't say a completely different demographic, yeah, but, but just yeah. kind of like be more well rounded, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I don't picture someone who reads the Wall Street Journal to be like, oh yeah, like I'll listen to this band, boxing, like I'll check them out, I'll buy their music, I'll go to a show. It's just it seemed really cool, and then I kind of <laughs> took off my publicity glasses, and I was like, a eh. little weird. It's a little Absolutely. weird. Wired, wired, I get. That makes sense. They're nerdy
2: dudes. It's kind mm-hmm. of nerdy music, especially, you know, <laughs> that older crowd who's like, Oh yes, the old days are back. Like that kind of thing. Like those days are, are wired. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and I mean, wired... that's why I was streaming it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wired and
0: sites like The Verge, they're kind of big generalized tech sites. So I've noticed that the two of them have both trying to have both been trying to get into posting about music more. Like I know The Verge has a few specific writers who handle, like, songs we like this week sort of posts in that thing, and Wired has been doing the same. And I think there was another band recently that had stuff streaming up on Wired, and it, it kind of took me by surprise. I can't remember exactly who it was, but then I kind of started seeing it be become more common And I think it's really cool, especially since I follow sites like Wired and The Verge all the time.
2: Yeah, it just makes a lot more sense because I think there's a lot more crossover for that um, readership and kind of fan base, I guess. Mm -hmm. So branching out. Right.
0: So the third release we have to talk about is Laura Stevenson. Have either of you listened to this release? I have not, but I at least know who she is. (laughs)
2: I saw, her, um, yeah. I saw her at Riot Fest two years ago, and she had a pretty big crowd for it being like noon or something like that, Yeah, um, so I, I think I need to give it a listen because just of what I saw and from what I've heard, it's I mean, it's nothing but good. I've never heard anything bad about her at all.
1: I saw her perform a few months ago in, um, it was a secret show in Brooklyn. And I was, Er. it was, oh, you want, you want want the story to get even better? I was on a date and the kid's like, yo, there's a secret show. It's Jeff Rosenstock. And, um, it's, he's going to be playing like at this place in Brooklyn. Like, let's go. And I was like, okay. So we went and there's Jeff, Jeff Rosenstock playing in someone's kitchen. (laughs) Oh my God. That's my dream come true. (laughs) It was awesome. It's like literally like a tiny little apartment. Like they moved all the furniture to the side, like, to give you an idea, of, it's not even a venue, it's literally someone's apartment. To give that's you an awesome. idea of how small this was, like, my back, I was standing in the back of the room, my back was against the fridge. <laughs> so, like, that's how small it was. Like, everything was just spread out. But, um, and he's playing, and, like, he turns on the stove by accident, and we're like, great, this <laughs> is how we all die. But Laura Stevenson, like, she wasn't on the bill, the quote-unquote bill for the uh-huh. secret show. She wasn't scheduled to perform, but she was there, and she sang. And that was the first time I ever heard her. And I'm like, what is this? Her voice is like cool water when you're hungover. That was the only way I could describe <laughs> it. It wasn't even like, oh, she sounds like X, Y, and Z. I'm like, she's like water, cool water. And I just, her voice is just, oh, it's like magical fairy princess dust. I just love it.
0: Well, clearly third Person is the charm because now we have all seen her live. I saw her when she was out on tour with Owen and they came through Southern California and she was fantastic. It was over in the Constellation Room, which is part of the observatory in Santa Mm -hmm. Ana. I
1: was there earlier, like, a few months ago, (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was funny, because they they were doing, like, this little acoustic show in the Constellation Room, and then there was, like, a big rap show going on on the main stage, and you could, like, (laughs) hear the bass coming through the walls during the show. And I was like, hmm, that was poor planning,
1: guys. That's what I love most about artists who just don't... Not that I don't think a high, like, I guess production value is what I could call it, like, having, like, so many different components and stuff. Like, if you can make that all work awesome if you can just sit down on stage like you and maybe one other person and an acoustic guitar and make it work that's talent to me like that's like exactly. next level amazing talent so maybe
2: for some of our listeners who are not familiar with her um what is what does this new one sound like is it kind of what we would expect or
0: yeah i think so i i've only heard the singles so far i don't know if it's okay. streaming anywhere just yet um but i'm hoping it will be if it isn't already And I know Absolute Punk had posted the singles so far. So if anyone wants to check those out, I'm sure you can just go to Absolute Punk and search Laura Stevenson. Um, But I had actually gone back and listened to all of her older albums when I had, like, seen her live. And there definitely is some progress there. But she's just, like, so good. I'm not entirely sure... What else she could add to it to make it even better? Because to me, it's almost like it can't really get
2: any better than it already is. Yeah, interesting. That's fair. So, well, in more news, we have uh, obviously the Wonder Years tour kicked off. Uh, I think this week, this past week, something mm-hmm. like that. That's I all so. I've seen. Uh, yeah, it's all I've seen in my freaking Instagram is everybody at all the Wonder Year shows, <laughs> which totally bums me out, because I'm not going to be able to see them at their Texas stop. But, so I know that's, that's just a stacked tour. Um, are, are either y'all going to go to that or...
0: I was thinking about it, but it's in the middle of the week, and I'm yeah, not entirely sure I'll be able too. to go. Yep, Same. It's on a
2: Wednesday about an hour away, so that's that's really what's I keeping I think it's me actually away. on a Wednesday here, too. <laughs> yeah, it's so irritating, which I don't mind Wednesday night shows, but when I have to drive an hour and 15 minutes to get there, it's not. they're not playing in Austin, they're playing in San Antonio, which is just south of Austin, so it's just not quite convenient enough. Everything but, in underneath. L.A. is an
1: hour and 15 minutes from everything. <laughs> so I feel you. <laughs> Traffic. That sounds horrible. That sounds so horrible. I, uh, I don't want to be this person. It fucking sucks, dude. it sucks so bad. I as love Vienna me... no offense to you
2: being a I'm used to girl. it. <laughs> I don't you'll have decent public it. transportation though, right? No, what really? I don't no, know. I guess I just always assume.
1: Not at all. There's like it's assumed that you have to drive everywhere. There is again, this is just from someone who's lived here since like July, so not very long. Um, it's assumed that you drive everywhere or you can pay out the nose for Uber or Lyft or whatever. There right. is a subway system, but it's pretty new. And I There's feel like, like a lot of people haven't used it. LA. <laughs> There's one A subway. subway system. I don't know. I took it to, um, one of my clients opened up for Kelly Clarkson on tour. So when the tour came through LA, we took the subway to Staples Center and it wasn't difficult i mean it's like taking a subway at home and well, i'm yeah, from the east coast so awesome. right? i don't know so new york city subways have spoiled the crap out of me um there is a bus system i think but it doesn't seem very yeah, effective yeah buses are possible. always
2: difficult
0: yeah up here it's a little weird because it's like there's two different bus systems there's like the metro which has its own street basically so the buses aren't in traffic oh. Mm-hmm. And then there's your regular buses that are in traffic. So I don't know what the difference is, but... The difference like is one, is one better scares than the you other. a lot when you drive
1: down the busway <laughs> that you're not supposed to go down, because I did that. Got a lot of weird looks, and I'm like... You're on the bus street! <laughs> I'm like, I'm going a to get run over. Beep, beep! Get the fuck out of
2: my way! Uh, I say, well, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, Austin is it's a small city that's turning into a big city and the infrastructure has not grown with it so we have like nothing our bus system is horrible we have a rail system that runs until like 7 p.m. <laughs> it's like for only for people who work kind of thing it's just awful so yeah no no san antonio for me either way but um i guess what other oh yeah so I'm going to Fest on yes! Friday. I'm so jealous. It's my first one, and I'm so excited. But it's I love this time of year because it's like all the bands who are playing Fest are also going on tours to either get to Fest or after they leave Fest or whatever. So that's, that's my favorite part is that there's so many shows. They're all happening within the same couple of weeks. And I'm actually probably going to die because I'm going to Fest um, the 30th through November 2nd and then Fun 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 Fest in Austin November 6th, 7th, and 8th so I may or may not be heard from ever again so uh, there are just so many tours that are adding up the one I'm most excited about is like almost primarily side one dummy bands it's Jeff Rosenstock Pup um, who else Tiny Moving Parts from Triple Crown who are also you know, they're Foxings Foxings label mates and um, Modern baseball is the headliner for that tour, which I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm super stoked to see all the other ones. So definitely, um, kind of check out local listings and stuff and see if fest bands are coming through because a lot of them are kind of touring together. And um, says, so speaking of side one, dummy, one of my favorite bands, Roswell Kid, got signed to them this week, so that's super exciting for them. I would I've highly seen, recommend I've seen
1: them. Hyped up a lot. Oh my
2: gosh, they're the best! It's
1: like Weezer but now <laughs> that's what everyone's saying I Every, like I had it's friends the who best saw them a few months ago or whenever they were last touring somewhere in the northeast and like I saw like in secession, like whenever those tour dates would would come through like that person would suddenly like instant conversion to being a Roswell Kid fan yeah, like there's... Roswell Kid's gonna take off they sound just like Weezer they're so fucking good like everyone and I was like whoa yeah where have I been It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Pretty awesome. So I'm
2: super excited for them to be on that label. Side One Dummy is like killing it right now. I just love everything that they're doing. So I was super excited to see that. So relatively... Good news week for me. Um, I'll definitely be posting updates about fest and stuff on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. So if me. crying
1: from the opposite <laughs> side of the
2: country. See the Street. <laughs> I, I picked out my Halloween costume. I'm going to be a bumblebee. So I'm pretty Aww. excited about that too. That's so cute <laughs> and like G rated. I love it. I took important decisions. I, comfort. Comfort was my main factor. Like, can yes. I in this? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, it's too funny <laughs> So <laughs> we'll, oh, we wanna We wanna move on to our less Laughable topic Sure <laughs> You can't you're
1: gonna be bah, washing bah. a Bumblebee costume And then expecting <laughs> to have to be a lighthearted. Okay no I'm down We're back to reality let's talk about this Time to talk about how Big
2: assholes finally got what was coming to them Yes there we go That's a <sighs> really great spin <laughs> on it <laughs> Fucking horror Everybody has always well, most people, I think, if you've know, if you been on Twitter and stuff, you've seen the bullshit that they have been spewing. feel like that's... I mean, you either like their music or they're well-known for just, like, you know them because they're assholes. They are constantly using slurs related to, like, disability, sexual preferences, like, stuff against females. Um, so it was really not that surprising to see them basically straight-up attack the band Gloss... Um, which is a a band of um, transgendered people um, who, I mean, is getting really popular. They just played a sold-out show in Austin, um, and I hadn't really heard of them before, but it was interesting, the timing that they had just played. Forrest starts bashing them, and basically something about men in panties, something just awful, Um, and the internet kind of exploded on it. Um, I feel like they, you know, they're always talking shit, and they're always being offensive, but something about this particular tweet, like, really grabbed people. I don't know if it was because it was directly, like, attacking someone. I'm not sure.
0: Right. So... And Run For Cover definitely did the right thing by just cutting all ties with the band quickly, even though the band isn't on the label right now. They just don't want... Yeah, they just don't want the relationship to go anywhere at all, and... I wish more labels would kind of do yeah. that, even though it may cost them some money yeah. in the future. It's like, would you rather have that money to use on a different band or keep supporting this band that
1: allows has... him that platform?
0: Right. Yeah. It's yeah. I, because me... they... Oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um. They, like like you said before, Caitlin. They've been like known. For being such an abrasive and kind of in your face "fuck you" type of band, it's just it. I'm glad that RFC cut them off. I'm glad Grave fa- Graveface Records. I can say that <laughs> words it's really easy for me, right? Um, I'm glad that basically everyone who was associated with them was like, "mm mm," and just cut ties like right off the bat, which is good. Like this band, anyone who is so outwardly just, like, rude. It's not, you could, you're you allowed to have your opinion. You're allowed to not it's, like stuff. That's fine. It's hateful. Fine. It's hateful. It was the way yeah. they went about it. It's just, whatever. And yeah, it was, like, a direct call-out. And Gloss, I think, it was kind of a perfect storm, because Gloss is, like, really on the rise right now. Like, it's just, they're a buzz band right now, which is awesome, and I fully yeah. support them. And the fact that we're kind of, like, cut them off, like, being like, oh, like, boys in panties, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I have a lot of friends who are, like, really, really, really active in the fight for LGBT rights and friends who are, like, oh, I go by they, them pronouns and just people who are really knowledgeable and aware about these things, which is great because I don't know that much about it, but the fact that people who are directly involved with it are helping educate me, like, that's helpful. And I genuinely appreciate that. And I think it was just a perfect storm. The internet fucking blew up. But I'm just—I'm surprised it took this long for this to happen. Honestly, yeah, Yeah. I don't
2: know. And everything that—I don't—the apology that was issued, you know, saying that well, our our friend, friend. our friend posted. Like I was like, that's what you did on AIM in like eighth grade when you would be (laughs) like, oh my god, I like you, and then you would be like, oh my god, that was my friend. Like no, that's no, (laughs) you don't do that anymore. And I, I respect Run for Covers' reply, basically, in saying, like, no, like we don't, we knew about the statement, we knew what was in it, and it doesn't change anything. Like, they, they just don't have any interest in it. And I love that um, Grayface Res- Records um, also, you know, tweeted a link for donating money to TransEquality.org, and that they ended up, I mm-hmm. think, getting three thousand dollars or something like that. Um, yeah. That they were able to split up between a couple different um, organizations. Um, so I think. In all, I think it was very good and like a good precedent to be set. But it's also kind of, it bums me out that it really took that long um, that it got to this point that that band was still given a platform and was still being given support, even though everybody kind of knew that they were assholes and they've been offending people and they've been hateful. And I don't know. So it's, I'm glad that it ended up the way that it did and that, you know, hopefully they won't find anyone to work with in the future. um, Because I'm I'm sure they're not going to be. Changing, you know, they're not going to change their minds or whatever. But
1: Probably I don't know. Not, <laughs> that friend feels real fucking good about himself. Yeah,
2: yeah, friend. friend. I say mm-hmm. air quote friend. Yeah, yeah. same.
1: I say like, I an air quote to my microphone. Like everyone yeah. can see you <laughs> <laughs> everyone, you can see me.
2: No, I agree.
1: Like well, we'll
2: see. Hopefully, we won't hear anything else from them. That would be nice. So that would be perfect. I guess we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah, and then on top of this news, we have all the news with Victory Records who always seems to be in the media and it's never for anything good. Never right. for anything good. So, never. what's what's going on is they're suing the Gaslight Anthem for a reason that yeah, makes absolutely no sense. Street Streetlight, sorry.
1: <laughs> Streetlight oh, Manifesto. So many bands. <laughs> all the lights.
0: All the lights, yeah. Too, too many lights. Streetlights, gaslights. All the lights.
1: (laughs) Soon enough, we'll hit personal (laughs) electricity. (laughs) Anyway, Streetlight Manifesto, go
0: ahead. Yes, my bad. Um, So Victory Records is suing them after their catalog had been taken down from Spotify because of the label not paying royalties out to bands. So Victory just does not know what they're doing. And they're suing bands like the Streetlight Manifesto for no reason whatsoever. And I highly doubt they're going to win this case. If they do, something is wrong, and it really sucks because bands we all enjoy, like Taking Back Sunday, had huge releases on Victory Records, and they're, by default, just being dragged into this, and they weren't involved in any way.
2: Yeah, and they've been, they've been screwed over by them for years, like, most mm-hmm. recently they put out, or tried to put out an album in 2014, I guess 2013, 2014, and it was just like, Victory was delaying everything, It's delayed, 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 and the only reason they've, like, been with them for this long is they, you know, they signed a four-record contract, and Victory was not counting certain records, and this, and that, and, like, it's all just, it's so bizarre, and it's... You know, you're kind of like, well, you know, leave the label and you, you can't do that. And so just kind of hearing the, the whole saga of their story is just like, God, like, this is crazy. They, they haven't been making royalties, um, you know, from their last album at all. And now their le- record label is turning around to sue them for a million dollars for not fulfilling their four album. Contract, even though they've released four albums. Right. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. I feel like at this point, Victory is kind of just like grasping at straws. Like things have not. They can't. There's nowhere things are going well for them. No, um, now that they're you know pulled from Spotify, that's a huge source of in. Well, supposedly a huge source of income, depending on. It I might not be many, a
1: huge source of income, but depending it's on how much sh- is on there, I don't right. know. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, it's a huge. It's income. Uh. Yeah and uh, what's the word i'm looking for i was going to say it's a huge point of consumption but like that's like from like, yeah. a listener's standpoint like no, so true. many people mm-hmm. go there to access music from victory artists or previous victory releases like yeah. one of my favorite albums of all time is homesick by data remember who ironically victory completely lost their case with uh data remember 2013 14 i think might have been the same time as the streetlight manifesto record they were cuz remember Remember a Data Member was trying to put out a new album and Victory was like no and a Data Member was like yes and this is the really short version guys and ultimately a Data Member won so they were able to break free from the contract and put out their record independently so Victory doesn't have a good track record with this kind of stuff to begin with yeah and it just that, seems like a lot of money being put into this it's yeah, right But that's the thing is because Victory has such a solid foundation, like they have all these landmark albums under their belt and like they have this huge back catalog and they've just, they set themselves up really well in like the first three quarters of their career, I guess. And then recently it's just all been unraveling. And I've talked about this band before. I love Broadside who they've just signed a Victory like within the last year. And I'm stoked they got signed, but I'm really bummed It's with victory and I, I oh it sucks i know bands who are kind of on broadside's level like you know like a popular touring local band who has, has been you know throughout they're from virginia they've been up and down the east coast and got a bunch of places but they weren't you know like breaking records they're one of the ap uh top 100 bands you should know in 2015 i think that's about the highest they got before signing and Bands on that level can get lured into terrible contracts with labels like Victory and because Victory has like for as much terrible stuff that's happened, they've had a lot of good stuff happen. I feel like bands kind of get glitter in their eyes and, and go towards this false light. And it's just a mess. Like having a four album contract to begin with is tough because for a lot of bands, like almost everyone, that's your whole discography. That's your band's life signing over so a lot of different well, that, angles here. that
2: brings up a really good point though talking about streaming services um, you almost I feel like a lot of people have become very dependent on their streaming services to provide you know all their music and you it's know, something I've always thought about it's the same thing like just going from you know CDs to digital mp3s even when that happened um, you know what happens if it gets lost or it disappears? Like, at least you always have the CD. It's physical kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I still kind of feel that way about streaming music. I think it's the same way I am with, like, books. Like, I want the real physical book in my hand. I don't want, you know, I don't want the e-reader shit or whatever. (laughs) Uh Maybe it's just because I'm old school or whatever. But, um, you know, the streaming services, I haven't really jumped on board. Um, And I know that's very few people (laughs) say that. Like, I... I don't have Spotify, I don't have Apple Music, I don't even know what else is actually out there as far as that goes, like, I guess RDIO maybe, or do they idea. do music? I have no idea. I know nothing. <laughs> um, I, I don't, and that part of it is, you know, I don't want to pay any more monthly fees. I have, you know, Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Um, I think another thing is for me specifically, streaming is not like a necessity. Um, I don't have the luxury of listening to music all day while I'm working. So the only time that I'm really in my car to listen to music. I'm usually listening to NPR because I'm an old woman, and I like the news, no and then I you know, I get home, and if I listen to music, I listen to my records. So I think I'm basically just 60 years old and refuse <laughs> to get with the times. I don't know. Well, awesome. I will admit, I, I use Amazon Music occasionally, which that's a thing for those of you who <laughs> didn't know. Mm-hmm. I have Amazon Prime, so it comes with it for free already, like it's included, so sometimes I'll be at work if we have a work day or something, and I'll pull up, you know, and just see what's on there. But even with Amazon Prime, like, I have stuff in my library and it disappears all the time because it gets pulled from Prime. So I I can't imagine how frustrating it is to have, you know, a label like Victory pull those things. Because Taking Back Sundays "Tell All Your Friends is one of my favorite albums. And if that was my go-to to listen to that album and it wasn't there anymore, then you're like, well, shit. Like, I'm going to have to find another I'm gonna have to get the CD out, you know, that I burned when I was 14 years old or whatever. That may or may not the work. Kind of the and yes, <laughs> the demo version. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. So it's kind of it's a weird thing for me. So you guys obviously both use streaming, and I guess I'm just yes. the old woman in the I've corner. I've used a lot of streaming services. <laughs> but I'm just I... here knitting. Don't worry. <laughs> My
0: main issue with CDs now is my laptop doesn't have a CD drive, and I right. in my apartment, I have absolutely no way to play CDs at all. The only place I can play CDs now <laughs> Actually, is in my car because yeah, I refuse I to too. play. I, I refuse to pay seventy dollars for Apple's CD drive that hooks in via USB. I was like, you I can don't. get them really
2: cheap on Amazon.
0: Yes, this is true. <laughs>
2: Just by the way, but I still don't feel like doing <laughs> yeah. that. I yeah.
0: part of me is like but that's weird. It's like the principle of the matter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I agree.
2: I agree. It's just, it's not necessary.
0: So for me, I initially started out with Spotify's free account, like Mm -hmm. my freshman year of college. And then after a while I started getting ads in Spanish. (laughs) And that's when I finally decided to pay for streaming. And then I ended up switching over to RDO because I just kind of liked their interface better. And they had $5 a month for the student discount. Okay. So I kept that for a bit until this June when Apple Music released their three-month free trial. Because my problem was I had an app for streaming and an app for music I owned. And I always wanted them to be the same thing. This way I didn't have yeah. to have two separate music apps to switch back and forth. Right. And so Apple Music finally fixed that for me. Because I'll stream new releases almost every week, or at least I try to just to keep up, you know. Mm -hmm. But then running Hi-Fi Noise, I get album advances that I couldn't put into RDO or Spotify or anything. So it's like I kept having to go back and forth. And now with Apple Music, I can basically have my iTunes and my streaming all in one app. And with Apple Music, it's super easy to just add music to your collection, even if you don't own it. So like once Foxing comes out on Friday, I can just add it with one tap and it'll go into my collection and then I can download it locally to my phone to just listen to at work or in the car or whatever. And that's really nice being able to do that because you figure 10 bucks a month, that's what you'd be paying for a CD anyway, or you'd be paying even more for that just for one record a month. So to me, it's kind of worth it just because of how much music I do try to keep up with. And chances are there's going to be at least one release a month that I really like and then don't have to additionally buy on top of having it on Apple Music.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's a good point.
1: I feel like I'm in between both of you. I'm definitely <laughs> like the gray area between you guys because...
0: I'm just so like, picky with tech stuff that I, I smash everything are. all the time. <laughs>
1: Um, cause I had, same as you, I started using Spotify my freshman year of college. I got like the beta invite, not beta, but like the U.S. invite. Right. Like, cause yeah. it was just in the U.K. at first. And so I used the free model and I was like, I think I was just using it to like be cool. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> to be like, hey, I'm listening to Spotify. Oh my God. So hip and new. And I'm a college freshman. Look at me. Blah, blah, blah. But I liked it. It took a while to grow on me because I was so used to iTunes because I've been Mm -hmm. using that since, like, middle school. And then I slowly liked Spotify more and more, and I liked the convenience of having every song you ever wanted, at least that's what it felt like, kind of just at your fingertips. So even if I didn't own it, I could access it. And at the time, that was, like, really fucking cool. Like, to have... The ability, I didn't have to go through, like, say I wanted to listen to something on my phone. I didn't have to go through YouTube. I didn't have to, like, go to, like, a weird, like, mobile site or something. Like, I could just have it on Spotify. So, I love Spotify. Then I was one of the Spotify campus influencers, I think was the title. It was, like, a brand ambassador gig with Spotify. And me and a few, or a few of the people and I on Syracuse campus were chosen as influencers. And that was the first time I got to try Spotify Premium. And okay. the ads didn't really bother me, but the fact that I could sync stuff offline was like a really big deal. So that was like a big selling point for me to like actually continue paying for. I got like a code for like a free month of premium, and then I was like, "Yeah, I want to keep this." And I'm just I'm very comfortable with it. I mean, yeah, stuff gets pulled every once in a while, but like I think a data member's homesick. Like I have on a CD somewhere. So like worst case scenario, I can just like import it into my spotify like it's not going to be the end of the world um i do like diana said i do like how apple music combines both your you know both music libraries because when i listen to album advances and stuff i'm like i don't want this public you know right ashley was listening to this album that (laughs) isn't out yet like i don't want to do that so i'm just like I almost wanted to call it the gray area, but it's, like, the green area. Because I'm just, like, <laughs> it, I'm very comfortable with, like, having Spotify. And I'm not very adventurous in my streaming. I, yeah, saying, like, I, I mean, don't even I'll know just,
2: how much they cost. Like, what are what is the cost of Spotify there's different Premium and Apple Music? Which okay. I
1: didn't know there were different tiers until I was one of these influencers. You can do free, which, like, anyone right. can do. And that gives you access to, I believe this is how it's still maintain. so if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um free gives you access to Spotify on your computer. Right. I like, have that. Yeah. Don't think that it gives you access to like Spotify on your phone. So like, I, you can download the your, app.
0: I think on your phone you can't play on demand. You can do like radio stations right. and that stuff. Yeah. There's
1: like a restriction if you
0: yeah. have I, on your phone. Right. I think audio is the same too. And then I know with Apple Music you get that three months free. But mm-hmm. then it's nine ninety nine a month no matter what. Just and that, I know Spotify solid. also has that tier and so does RDO, but RDO has like a three ninety nine thing now where mm. it's like you get twenty downloads a month or something, which isn't a lot if you use streaming services a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd... it seems like the general price for most users is going to be nine ninety nine unless you get a student
1: discount. Mm-hmm. yeah the student the spotify premium straight up 9.99 a month for student like if you sign up with like a dot udu email um it's 4.99 a month and i right. think there is still a mid kind of tier between like free spotify free and spotify premium and i think it was to oh what was it yeah it was, was like another really weird 2.99 this. or 3.99 one there was one. I think it might have been. This is before the student discount was a thing, so you could either get pay zero dollars, ten dollars, and I think there was a five dollar tier that was ad free on your computer only. So you still didn't have access, but like if your primary way of using Spotify was on your computer, then it would be ad free. And another thing I love about Spotify, I mean, I don't think this is super unique, but um, I had spot like on my work computer. Spotify was downloaded, but, like, it didn't work or it wouldn't let me sign in, like, since I took over the computer from the previous person that worked there. And I was like, whatever, I'll just use the web player. And I love the Spotify web player. Like, there are some drawbacks. Like, you can't... There's some, like, really small things. I don't think you can sync stuff offline while you're using the web player. But it's super handy. It doesn't slow down my computer. And it makes it really easy for me to link stuff, too. And, like, listen to different Spotify links, so...
2: Yeah. yeah. So this is all good and very times. new information to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know We're none teaching of this. you the same. I'm learning. Well, hey, wow! The tables have turned. Don't you have
0: an edu email? You can pretend to you be know a student what? instead don't. of a teacher. We don't. We do oh, not have an edu
2: email. I know. It's a Oh really uh, no! Yeah. It's just like at leanderisd.org kind of thing. So. Oh my God, I remember. I my... probably shouldn't have said that. Oops, whatever. <laughs> don't find me, children. Don't find me. <laughs> we'll
1: all come to your Spanish classroom. Start it's pretty fun. Brand new. They would love that. I had a girl in a brand new shirt
2: the other day. They're, like, all wearing Blink shirts. Actually, I see more Sleeping With Sirens than anything. But they've got, like, they're pretty cool. I saw a girl in the Neck Deep shirt, and I, like, yelled at her. I was like, what are you wearing? I was just, like, taken aback. It's weird. sounds like the internet's leaking again.
1: Honestly, fan merch is, like, my favorite I don't want to say mating call, because that sounds really like... Huh, conversation really starter. How about it's that? Like, yeah. It's like a signal, like, hey, I listen to this shit. And then I can go up and be like, yo, I also listen to that shit. We well, should, and should half we the time, talk. though, when I do that,
2: people just, like, stare at me. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, what? You're wearing the damn shirt. Like, if you're wearing it, you got to talk about it. Dude, I, I feel
1: you. I'm like I'm, like, really shy. Like, I'm not someone who's, like gonna, like, strike up a conversation with someone I'm waiting with, like, in line at the grocery store or whatever, but, like, I will go the fuck out of my way to compliment someone wearing an MCR shirt, because that's how much I care <laughs> about that band. Like, I've, like, tracked down somebody in Target just to, like, very casually stroll past them and be like, oh my god, I love your shirt, and on the inside, I'm like, oh ah, why I us? actually,
2: I thought of y'all, um, earlier this week, I had one of my students, singing mcr like <laughs> at the top of his lungs when he came into my classroom and i was like Devin, you don't even know like how, some of Devin? my friends would just like kill would kill to see this happening he was uh, i wish i could remember what he was singing was he aware was he was, this was doing this oh yeah <laughs> okay. no yeah this um this he is um he's very flamboyant um yes! so he is always always performing for everyone he's um, an awesome kid but I was just cracking up I was like well yep there it is it's still <laughs> it's the mu- music is still there you know oh. so it was it was very funny I thought of y'all <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice I love it i love to hear it good for him you should know, have recorded it for us you know next time I we could have made him podcast for all next time yep <laughs> <laughs> he would love that he would be all over that nice all right shall we shift into recommendations go for it why
0: don't you go ahead and go first ashley
1: all right i'll kick this off um just a few few recommendations this week um the first is an ep called stare by a band called havenfield there um it was actually someone who i believe i met my freshman year of college or lead singer his name is tony super nice guy i met him my freshman year of college when his old band was playing a house show and that was like my first house show I ever went to. And I felt very cool and punk. And um, it was like a pop rock band. And they covered A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. It was just like a really fun time. And then mm-hmm. he hit me up a few years later. And he's like, Hey, I see you run the showcase feature on Property of Zach. And I'm like, Of course. Like, that's how you start a conversation <laughs> with me in three years. Like, that's fine. And like, I almost didn't read the message. Like, left it unread for like three days. I was like, <laughs> Ugh, I just don't. I don't know. And I was like, okay, like, I'll at least give it a listen. I listened to everyone else's submissions. Like, I can give this guy a shot. I'm obsessed with this EP. Like, I, I'm, i like, really bad at putting a sentence together because I love it so much. Think, like, early balance and composure, and it's just really, like, I don't want to say dark, but it's, like, dark alt emo, but very, like, beautiful, and it's got a lot of imagery to it in a weird way. I just... Ch- seriously check it out. I love it. Um, it's up on Bandcamp, which I'll link in the show notes. Uh, Rome came out with a new single called Dead Weight, and it sounds very Set Your Goalsy." and Matt Wilson hey. is actually in, in, he's featured in the music video, Ooh. but I don't think he's in the actual song. It kind of sounds like he does, but I don't know. Like, I got really excited. See, I had the same reaction as Caitlin. Like, I was like, oh my god, Matt Wilson's in this, like, great! And then I was like, he's like in the music video at the very beginning, and I'm like, such a cop-out. It doesn't count. But either way, it's a killer track. I love it. And then the last is um, Shark Tank, which is a awesome TV show. Well, not super awesome. It is, you know, a quote-unquote reality TV show. Um, but I'm obsessed with it anyway. Um, the season 7 premiere aired a few weeks ago, and I just love watching the show. It makes me feel like I have to be really prepared to talk business at literally any time of my life, which actually isn't a bad thing to think, in my opinion. Um True. So that came back, and it's been a little wacky and crazy and <laughs> wacky. <unscripted. laughs> that's they're like, oh, like these things are happening, and they have really strange pitches, and they're yeah. like, this guy isn't serious. But like, I don't, I, I feel like it kind of keeps me sharp. Like we had a Shark Tank, quote unquote, uh, project in one of my classes, like an, a music industry class, and you had to pitch an idea or a concept or something that would help a failing venue uh, with their marketing. And you know the guy, the professor brought in like three other people, and it was a panel of four sharks, quote unquote. And you had to pitch them, and you had to like really, really sell them on it. And it was just, I think it's just a good thing, to just good things to think about. So that's it for this week, and I will pass it up to Caitlin. Well, I only have one
2: recommendation this week, since I have no time to do anything ever. It was actually, um, this band is a band that I've seen a lot before in the past. Um, they're Lee Baines Third and The Glory Fires. Um, you can find them on Twitter, at The Glory Fires. Um, they're a band out of Birmingham, Alabama. And... They, I, don't, I forget how good they are until I see them. Um, they actually just came out with a seven-inch that's got two songs on it called um, "Sweet Disorder," um, and I just, I really recommend anyone to listen to them who enjoys kind of like the southern rock and like punk, basically mixed together. Um, it's awesome. It's a super politically charged, usual not not in the way that. You think of, I guess, punk-wise, politically charged, but more um, kind of tongue-in-cheek political messages and stuff. And being from the South, um, they are from the South. Texas is not the South. Everyone out there, Texas is its own thing. We are not part of the South, but they are. They're from Birmingham. But you say y'all. That is not an indication of the South. (laughs) I feel like the so South Southern is like a very different thing. No, 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 it's definitely part of the Southern dialect, but it is we are not part of the actual South. If you try to put Texas in the South, Texans and people from the South get really mad at you. <laughs>
1: so what should I what should I think of Texas as? We're nothing. We're not Texas part of the South. Some Texas. people say the
2: Southwest, but then it's like we're not really South. I mean, not we're not west. really west. We're, like, central. I don't know. So I usually just say we're just Texas. <laughs> um which we're, fucking, we're fucking big enough to be. But um, I don't know. It's very difficult. Um, I mean, even, you know, Texas is very conservative for the most part. Um, so I, I very much understand kind of their struggle of being more liberal um, in a really conservative environment. And... Um, mm-hmm kind of trying to deal with that so I really appreciate the way that they um they write their music and they present it so and they're really stand-up dudes Lee Baines is an awesome guy um so I had a really good time seeing them this weekend and I just I really recommend their music to, to anyone it's good driving music I really like it for driving just because of the kind of the little southerny twang that they have to it um it always makes for a good road trip so Deanna what about you? I only have
0: a couple of recommendations this week and the first one is the new Sundressed EP. It's called The Same Condition and they released it via Take This to Heart Records and when you pre-order the album you can also choose to get their own coffee with it. So if anyone likes coffee and would like coffee that a band kind of curated, you can go there and I believe there's still some available. And the EP is really great and Catchy, and that's it's a pop, they're a pop punk band for anyone who doesn't know. So that's my music recommendation th- for the week. And then I just recently finished reading Moneyball by Michael Lewis, which is a book about how the Oakland A's were winning a ton of baseball games with a bunch of like no name players. So it kind of went through their drafting process, what the GM did, and everything, and how they were one of the poorest teams in the major leagues and still ended up kicking everyone's butt. And even though they didn't win the World Series, they kept getting closer and closer like each year. And if you like baseball, it's definitely a book you should check out if you haven't already. And that's that
2: became a movie, right? Yes, it is also a
0: movie. So if you are lazy and do not want to
2: read the whole (laughs) book,
0: You can watch the movie, which I have not seen, but I've heard it is good. Uh, I was just trying to put two and two together. (laughs) Yes, it is also a movie. Cool. So whichever you prefer, check that out. (laughs) And that's all I have this week. Do you guys have anything else to add? I think we're good. Good chat. Awesome. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yes, thank you for (laughs) listening, (laughs) to (laughs) Y'all. Too much Texas in here for me. We ain't ain't the
2: (laughs) South, y'all.
0: All All right. Well, thank you for listening to Episode 8 of the Misaligned Podcast. We'll be back soon with more for you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Later.